Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWM podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, sporting his snazzy merch. Uh, I am joined this edition this week with the Clyde River killer himself, Alexander Darwin McCallan. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Billy. So uh, thank you for joining me. Um, when I've, I've seen your previous uh, pro- promo work, uh, I was a little bit apprehensive, of course, because you could kill <laughs> Stephen Wilson. Uh, from yeah. Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I don't think I've he's uh, ever been the same since. But of course, I'm not going to get away with uh, not answering the first question, the boring question. How did you get into pro wrestling? Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, how did I get into pro wrestling? Yeah. I know, I know what you mean by the boring question because every single wrestler ever has been asked that. Yeah. Was in tr- <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what I'm saying. Um, aye, the answer hasn't changed. Uh, so when I reached a certain age, I made a list of things I wanted to do before I was 30. Um, including, um, I, I was in bands a lot when I was younger, so I went for some singing lessons, because one thing I'd never done, um, and then I put wrestling as the next thing on the list. So did two singing lessons, the guy was shooting me moved to London, I don't know whether that's anything to do with how good I am at singing, or a coincidence, but uh, then I moved on to the next thing on my list, which was wrestling. Um, then that just took everything over, everything else on the list became null and void, because uh, I loved it. Um, Probably loved wrestling since I was a kid, so um, if, I don't believe in regrets. But if I had any, it would be that I should have done it sooner. But um, yeah, so that's 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 well, actually, probably that's probably how I started pro wrestling. It's not what well, what was the actual question? The actual was how did you get into pro wrestling? So I mean, you can take it either way, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. So the next question would have been the opposite one. So yeah, so so what what first uh, hooked you onto pro wrestling? Uh, as a fan, yeah. Um, I remember, I was talking to somebody with this, but I don't know if I said this before. I remember, so I, I'm from Attica, which is a small village at the head of Loch Long. There was not a lot of people there. When I was younger, that you know, we didn't have Sky or anything like that. Um, but my friend down the road had um, the old WWE ring with the old WWE figures you used to get. So not knowing what these were, WWF, obviously, at the time, not knowing what these were, I saw them and I was like, so there was this, you know, the one with... Uh, the Undertaker with the purple gloves and he's doing this and he's got the hat. I just remember when I was younger thinking, that is so cool. I wonder who this guy is. And then he had all like SummerSlam 92 and all the kind of tapes and stuff like that from back then. So that was my first introduction. Um, then I moved to somewhere that did have Sky and my dad would record it for me. And, you know, that's when you're probably talking like Heart Foundation, DX and that kind of bleed. So not quite actually did I yet, but bleeding from... The rocker splitting up right into the the attitude era stuff is, is so yeah I was a massive Undertaker fan huge Shawn Michaels fan um, and then you know just fell in love with it from there the characters and the stories etc. So yeah everyone's got a friend who has access to it in the first place because that, that's how I that's how I got into it um, I just uh, a friend had why well, uh, after my over to his grannies I ended up watching Undertaker and Kane Inferno match. And yeah. I was what eight, 
So this was terrifying to watch because a guy's getting set on fire. So, yeah. But uh, I, don't, I don't know why that was. That was just the going. I need to see more of this. I'm scared of it, but I need to see more of it. Um, but yeah, and then became you needed the guy with Sky and yeah. trade tapes and what have you. Yeah. Um, well, we, that, when I moved, when I moved, we had an acoustic TV thing going. Around. Well, I, I had Sky, so I would record raw and the pay per views. My mate had TNT, so he would record Nitro and Thunder and, and whatever it is, WCWs. And then, obviously, we'd watch them and then we'd swap them around. So, and that was when you're getting properly in, like, DX Heart Foundation. And then you also started the NWO and stuff at that time. That, that stage I was that we were doing this. So, each Raw Nitro was quality. Um, right leading up to the, the obviously, the um, Alliance storyline and stuff like that. So, it was, I was getting prime wrestling consumption. Um, ah, so, so, so you're you're ready, you're ready when when the invasion happened. Uh, whereas I was like, who's that guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> oh, about Mike Awesome. He was on Worldwide. That's that's where I remember it from. Um, yeah, parents though, parents though, unsung heroes. Uh, I know many times my dad had to stay up because neither of us knew how to work with VHS player to to stay to actually record at the right time. So he Channel Four when it was on Channel Four, he'd have to wait until or mum would have to wait until midnight and just go. Record and then leave. Make sure it's on channel yeah. four. Um, so yeah, so you start went into so was a source you started with. Is that where you started your training initially, or did you try other schools? George, so I tried another school, but it worked out that um, they didn't. Um, they only trained on Sundays or something. I can't. There was a reason why, but um, source was every every at the time. I think it was every day when I went. Certainly, it was it was more during the weekday. So yeah, I went to source um, when it used to be. The source was the city gym was where was source is just now, and it was two units, and it was a gym, but they had the wrestling ring in it, uh, and that's when uh, Demo and Nikki and uh, were, were the kind of head trainers there. Um, that's when I, I kind of started. So yeah, it was was source I started. But. And how long was it between you starting your training and actually making your debut, which I have down as 2016, according to Corner cage match. I still don't believe cage match, right? Because there's no way that I've lost 33 percent of my matches. I don't believe that. I'm fairly certain they haven't that. recorded half of them, to be honest. Because I, I mean, I, I there was a good time. That. There was a good time where they're. I'm sure they were. They were not stealing because you know, it's just results. But I'm yeah. sure they were. They were picking them up from us, and uh, yeah. I'm sure they just just have. They've ignored maybe some matches that, that you've won clearly. I dispute, I dispute that. I don't, I don't remember losing ever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so what were you asking me again? Oh, yeah, so a long time. I can't remember. Let me try and think this through. When was it? Must have been a good. It was, it was, because I had, I had a spell where I started and I kind of was kind of light touch on it. I would, I would consider like I, I was, I was doing it and I was doing it every week, but I wasn't really as committed as I probably would have had to have been to, to make the, the leap. Uh, then I had like a, uh, have you ever had a labyrinthesis, if I'm pronouncing it correctly? It's like an inner ear infection, right? Right. I had that, right. and I could not do anything for eight months. I couldn't do anything physical. My depth perception was gone. Um, whenever I was in a crowd, I couldn't focus on anything. I couldn't play five-a-side football. I, could, I definitely couldn't wrestle. So um, when I come back from that, is where I kind of, I don't know what it was, I think. Um, that's when the kind of handover went over and Damien and uh, Nicky left it. I really kind of knuckled down um, and I was in there three times a week as well as you know, being in the gym and all, all the right stuff you have to do um, to get to that level where you're able to, to go in front of a crowd and perform. Um, 
I want to say it was, let me think, probably four, four or five years. It was, it was a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, important question again, but how was that first bump for you? It was, did you have a sporting background before? Did you do things like uh, rugby, football, things like that? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I've kind of, I've never considered myself an athlete, I'm not. Um, but I've always done some sort of sport, like uh, I did basketball in school. Obviously, everybody played football um, in the west of Scotland, so uh, I played football, um, but, but not properly. You know, I just I just kind of played it leisurely. Um, and in school, uh, I did Muay Thai when I was very younger, so I did a little bit of martial arts there. Um, but and but when I went into wrestling, probably the most exercise I was doing is like I was playing five a side every week, so I wasn't unfit. I was always really, really skinny. Like, I've always been a really, really, really skinny guy. I was probably about two stone lighter than I am just now um, when I started wrestling. Um, I don't remember my first bump. I remember my first workout. I remember the first, like, card workout warm-up when I came home. Like, the next day, I was just like, oh, you're the bit when Loki gets smashed a bit by the Hulk. It was like that, just like, ah, oh, in the morning. Um, but absolutely dying to go back. Because the breakdown of it is, like, so I was there for three hours. Like, an hour and a half was, like, cardio. But then the last hour and a half, that was your wrestling stuff, you know, getting in and stocks and all that kind of And that, I was like, yes, brilliant. I understand this horrific cardio and push-ups and squats is the price I have to pay to do this fun stuff. So I, I kind of understood that after the first session. Um, but uh, at the point now, it's totally just jumped right in my head. I'm sure we could, it'll pop back in mid-sentence or something else. Uh, so I was speaking to Colton Davis, uh, who's our last guest so far uh, on this. Uh, of course, the episode hasn't gone out yet. Uh, but he was I was pointing out to him or asking him about uh, the disadvantage of his height mm. in the ring. Because, uh, of course, yourself, uh, I didn't, cage match didn't have your height, so I don't have that information to hand. Uh, but uh, you're over, you're six foot, over, over six foot? Yeah. Six foot no, four. Six foot four. Great. Okay, so the rings typically, Scotland up here anyway, are what, uh, 14, 12, 14 foot? Or three strides. There we go. That, that, there's my <laughs> next question then. So did you find you have to have to adapt yourself to, to run across the ropes? Because I know what what's the typical, it's, was it supposed to be five strides, I think, from watching it's Tough four Enough? Or four, yeah, four or five. But yeah, yeah I did, I did. there's a lot of things like... Um, I, do you know, it's funny, I was thinking about, so I was, I was talking to some of the guys at Source and, and I've been thinking a lot about um, like character. Um, and one thing that, that I was thinking about is like, so so I've just told you who my heroes were when I went into Tarela. I'm a big Shawn Michaels fan, right? Put the Undertaker one side, right? It was more his character I liked than his style, but wrestling style-wise, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Jericho, Landstorm, Dean Malenko, you know, this is the kind of wrestling I, I enjoy that in and out reversal stuff, right? But in my mind, that's what I want to do. In reality, I am six foot four. I'm sometimes a foot taller than 90% of the people that are in wrestling in Scotland. I'm not as athletic as they guys are. Um, I'm not as flexible as a lot of them are. Um, so I can't do it to their level that they do it. And if I did do it, it's not going to be as, I'm never going to be smooth as a Grant McIver, for example, or a Craig Anthony or something like that, right? Um, just because of the obvious height differences between me and, and most of my opponents. So then the question's like, what can I do and what can I do well? And then as I learned, you know, from Demo and others, um, 
you know, use your height, use use your strengths. Yeah. So, um, yes, your height can be a bit. You know, you have to do things a bit differently. But I have no doubt, no doubt that I would not have had the opportunities that I've had if I was shorter. Uh, just because there's, there's so many people of the same height. I know it sounds like a pure weird thing to say, but like, I, I, I mean, I know I'm not downplaying myself. I've worked hard and I know what I'm good at, but definitely being 6'4 has massively helped my career so far. I mean, there's only a good handful of wrestlers in Scotland right now that I can think of off the top of my head that are, that are over six foot or are considered monstrous in size. Uh, well, guys like uh, uh, Crusher Crave, um, mm-hmm. like, like Colton, who, who has been to 6'6", six, 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 which... Yeah. I'm five ten, and I think I would, I would pass out if I was any t- if I was six six just from the height. Big, um, big yeah, oh, scary, scary thing is he's still young as well. So I don't know if he, I remember. I don't think he was maybe my height when he started, and then I, he came back next week and he was taller than me. I was like, oh, hold on, that's cheeky. So <laughs> good. No, 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 no. This is this is my thing. You, hi, how dare you? You, you stoop. That's what you can do instead. Um, so from there, uh, you of course you started with Source. Um, can't remember what comes first. I'm assuming it's uh, the tag title win. Uh, so you went from Source. They they were still under SWA at the time, I think. Well, were when, not when I debuted, but oh no, yeah, when I debuted, yeah, they were. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because my second show I was on was an SWA show up in. Uh, what's that place called? Ah, past Inveridian. It was miles away. We had to, we had to drive for ages. It was like a bought-in show, and it was like my second and third match was there. Um, so yeah, it was still under the SWA banner. You're right. No, that's that's too long ago. So it wouldn't be rock and wrestle or anything like that. Or, or, or no, it wasn't. It wasn't as far as that. It was. It was. Um, they still do shows now, but it's um, uh, um, GPWA do them now. Um, oh, it's a oh uh, Tarbit. Tarbit. Yeah. That, do you know as Tarbit because Tarbert. It's just beside Attica where I grew up. Tarbet, bet, no. What was the one you said? Tarbet. Tarbet is way when the three locks. Because uh, I remember when we first said, I was like, oh, that's great. I can visit my gran. Um, and then <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's over. Uh, so you started as a tag team. That was that was uh, your initial run. Uh, of course, part of the Titans. And uh, of course, become SWA tag team champions, defeating Solar and Lucha DS. Um, <laughs> So I've got them on my notes. Uh, so what was it like starting off uh, that first match then? Um, was it the tag team you started with or was it just a singles match in front of, of an actual paying crowd? Yeah, so the first paying crowd match was, was a tag match. Um, and it was, I mean, I've said this to, to some of the guys that debuted. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if other people agree with me, but it's my opinion. Um, your first few matches, there's a while before you go, oh, yeah, there's a crowd there. Where you're just oh like you you know you're why you make a fool of yourself or, or whatever the thing is so yeah our first match was was at source it was one of the our kind of uh, showcases um it was a tag match uh, it was fun I just remember it being really fun it wasn't um obviously I think probably it was the I don't really get nervous before matches but I was I was nervous before that one obviously um and then. As I say, it was just it was just fun, and uh, it was actually the, the day before my birthday as well. So um, that that was quite nice. Um, and it was a nice night afterwards, and then it progressed that we got a lot of good tag opportunities with a lot of good good tag teams, you know, like the Poles and um, Just Us and um, 
sure I'm doing some of the other service here. There's some some cracking teams that we got to wrestle. Um, and then obviously eventually we got to to wrestle in Paisley against um, uh, Lucha Scotland, if, if that's what they went by when we wrestled them. I can't remember. Um, and you know that was that was massive. It's, I remember when I first started training at Source, and I, and I said this to them uh, both the other day. It's such a silly thing, but I remember seeing DCT and um, Adam Carell, who was um, did more, when they were Moutash. Don't know if you remember Moutash. I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember when they won the SWU titles, and then it was just that man. I like I like both of them. They're lovely guys, and they're always really nice to me. Um, so I saw them at that, and I was like, "That's really cool." I'd like those someday, um, and I did. So yeah, that was that, that actually that meant something to me. I apologise if you hear any whining in, in the background here. My my dog has decided to to join me for a moment. My dog, I, I, my my dog would be going ballistic, so I just shut the door. Oh no! Sandy likes to to chew something really loudly outside the door when I'm recording, unless she comes in and then just whinges for. Mm. No reason. I think it's just jealousy. I think she just, just wants more attention than, than that's uh, right. Sa- Sable's exactly the same. Uh, exactly. Just speaking into the- Sable, any, any, uh, I mean, you well, started watching 97. You know, that's funny. So we got, so my, my dog's a rough collie, yeah. So, you know, like Lassie. So okay. we picked her up and my wife was like, what are we going to call it? Uh, and I was like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, like Sable's a cut. So I don't know if you know rough collies, you get. Uh, tricolor, Merrill, and Sable, that's the three different types. So the Lassie types, the kind of goldy white one, the ones you get are black and white and that are tricolor, and then the, the ones that are like the grey with the blue eyes, usually they're Merrill. So Sandra's like, we'll call her Sable after the colour, and I was like, you know, I'm going to have to explain this to everybody. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> wasn't even particularly a big Sable fan, to be perfectly honest, but probably the age I was, I maybe was, but <laughs> I wasn't particularly, you know, massive on Sable, so no, it's the colour she's named after, not the colour. Well, well, mine's called Sandy Claus because we bought her in, well, got her in December and my wife's a humongous fan of Nightmare Before Christmas. And she's Sandy, blonde. So, Sandy. Ah. All, ah. It all worked out. Um, well, she's called other things, but I can't, I, if, if I'm, I'm breaking my explicit rule, if I start saying what I actually call her most of the time, because she's a... You just said uh, maybe actually, Oogie Boogie would be a great name for a dog. <laughs> Imagine in the park, just shouting that. <laughs> <laughs> just going, right, Oogie, 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 Oogie. That's why she's called Sandy most of the time, because I just feel like I look like an idiot going, Sandy Claus. Sa- the dog's Sand- like, you, you, you will address me by my full title. Exactly. You, you, you will call me my whole name, or, or I will not come back. I will just continue uh, rummaging through this uh, dead bird for hours on it. Oh, Absolute dogs. Anyway, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, winning that title. Then, yeah, you said you, you saw uh, Moitash uh, win it and yeah. you said, right, I want a piece of that. Uh, <laughs> what was it like holding your first championship belt itself? I can't remember if that was my first one or the Source one was my first one. I can't remember what way around it was. Well, Source was 2018, so I'm thinking the tag title was 2017, possibly-ish. Oh, Source one was my first one. I did write it down. I, I thought that I would possibly just be able to... You would think, you'd think I would remember, to be fair, uh, Billy. It was you that did it, so I'm not, <laughs> not faulting you, but um, I'm sure I won the Source title first. Well, speak about the Source, Lemon. That's fine. Yeah, but, so, that the Source... Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so Source Championship, we'll, we'll go a quick history for those that are unaware. Uh, you went through a tournament. It was a vacant championship, first championship for Source Wrestling uh, as Source Wrestling um, out with the SWA banner. You defeated the following names in this tournament. Joe Coffey, Grant mm-hmm. McIver, mm-hmm. Kieran Kelly, and Mike Bird in the final. Mm-hmm. Quite a uh, roster of names to defeat. Yeah. Uh, so, well, we'll go for the, the end question first. How did it feel winning your first championship? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was uh, probably so far the most emotive I've reacted to kind of that. I think it's just, it was a combination of, it was a long weekend. <laughs> There's quite a lot. Cause on top of, of, of four matches, there was two seminars um, that I also attended that were pretty, you know, I think Mike Bailey and, and Jordan Devlin were the two that, 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 that did seminars during that weekend, so they weren't easy. Um, so I was knackered, I was sore. Um, on top of that, like I, I obviously with the amount of years I've been there and the people I've worked with, I've got a real affinity with sources. It's, it's you know my, my home promotion, it's where I was trained, and uh, it's kind of like a family a lot uh, the, the way we are in source. So to be the kind of figurehead for the first championship for that for that promotion and to represent those people that mean a lot to me um, it was so important um, and, and I think more than that and I said this to I think Sean McLaughlin afterwards I said to him like I never even thought I'd be good enough to wrestle never mind to hold a championship so um, to, to you know to achieve that um, it was massive for me so yeah that all those emotions all came at the, the one time so that, that was that was the first kind of belief of you know what I actually might be all right I might, I might, I might not just be decent or you know I, I might be actually quite good at this so yeah that, it felt felt really really good it must well as well because I mean in the in the whole age of wrestling thing you came in quite a bit later than mm-hmm. than those that you know, it's, it's that DDP thing Batista yeah. level of, of yeah. going Right, a bit younger than them, mate. <laughs> when, they, when they started, I mean, <laughs> was, what was DDP, what, 33 or something? Yeah, I mean, you're still a bit younger than that, so that, that's, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's that, obviously that, that thought of, oh, I'm too old to, it's the, uh, what, the Burkham well, thing. It's a, it's a good point, because I remember, I, I was hung up on it big when I first started, right? And, and I was I was 28 when I, when I first started training. So um, I messaged Demo, um, well, I didn't know it was demo at the time. I messaged source, not a demo, and I was like, "Yeah, this is old stuff." He's like, "No, just come along." So it looked cool. And then I must have asked, you know, people every new and are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Then eventually, like, I just forgot about it. And now, now I, I, I never think about my age. Like, it's you just do things until you can't do them anymore, or, or it's not comfortable, or it's not safe. Like, um, I don't. I, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. And then to like, I've seen other people who are even younger than me that have went to my tools, like try it and see you know or, you know there's people there's people who are 20 who won't be able to do it and there's people who are 34 that they will like it's just ages you know, my dad my dad's god mid 50s and he's fatter than anybody my age including me he's an absolute beast so um yeah it's just you know age is just a number as they say that's the thing. I mean, back back in back in yieldy days, what uh, Macho Man and, and Hulk Hogan were considered old when they hit uh, 35, 40. Yeah. Uh, of course, a lot more went into their bodies than just working out at that point. But uh, nowadays, slim gyms. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely slim gyms is what we're going to call it. But nowadays, your your top level guys are pushing fifty. We got yeah. 
AJ Styles, uh, just John Cena, even when he when he comes back as well. They're they're mm-hmm. they're in the forty to fifty age bracket nowadays. So it's uh, yeah, like I think I said, about, people are a lot smarter on like a sports science and their, their fitness and and um, diet and things like that. So it's more easily accessible with like, the internet and and being like society seems to be wanting to be a lot healthier. So it's easier to keep yourself in good condition. Um, not that I'm saying I'm in good condition because I, I don't have, I'm not a body guy, <laughs> but uh, you know I'm not you know I'm not going to hurt anyone. I'm, I'm pretty fit. I'm, I'm good. Oh, in fact, I could, I'm doing myself a disservice. I'm, I'm in decent shape. Um, no, no one's going to judge you. you. You just say that you're the best around. It's fine. So go <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll get to that. <laughs> so you had a, a very lengthy run as Source Wrestling Champion. Uh, you mm-hmm. had. Uh, I did have in my previous notes before I read, wrote them who you faced uh, along the way. Uh, some of your bigger opponents, bigger named mm-hmm. opponents. Um, from a, a great mix, including off the top of my head now, I'm going, did, do you have a match with uh, Sugar Dunkerton? Am I right in thinking that? Uh, yeah. Sammy Jane, uh, mm-hmm. and then a plethora of talents from from Source themselves before, unfortunately, losing the title to Grant McIver. Um, who you've already said something positive about uh, in, in this in this podcast, whether you meant to or not. Um, he was going on about uh, going on about like he was he talked about for the whole time. Um, he, he he was saying that for him it was a culmination of a, a humongous story from that tournament itself. Yeah. Uh, so for you, what was it? What were your initial feelings of your first uh, championship reign in Source coming to an end? Uh... So I, I like I, I love stories. Stories. That's why I do this. Like uh, to know how far ahead that story was going to go. Um, I kind of knew what I wanted to do along the way. Um, so Grand's bang on. It was a culmination of a whole host of little bits and bobs that we'd done along the way with him and with Kieran and with uh, um, Luke Matthews and various others that that kind of went along the way and. Uh, like, because Grant, that was, I think, three or four times from the tournament match and then another three title shots. They couldn't beat me one-on-one. Um, then in a, a four-way, he couldn't, he still didn't beat me. He, beat, he pinned uh, Kieran Kelly. So it's that that story, but he had to do it nefariously. So if anything, the, the story for me in that is that he took... He beat me by being like me, so in the end, I kind of won, if that makes sense. Um, and the whole supervillain type, type, or typical way. But at the same time, my character learned something about himself and changed to being, you know, less villainous, but no less nasty. So um, that govern match and that that whole see that whole title run, um, I'm immensely proud of because I was given the chance to run with it. Um, and 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 we did, and and more than that, it's working with the guys who obviously I trained with. And one one of my, my probably the match I'm most proud of is a match that probably hardly anybody seen. There was there was if I say there was twenty people there, and somebody told me there was ten, I wouldn't argue with them. It was it was something like that, and it was in Mount Vernon versus Grant. Um, and it was me and Grant put together. Um, I dare say we we asked some people's opinions on it or whatever, but. Everything, every single little spot, everything we needed people to bite on. I swear at one point, 
the bold Jack McIver Grant's dad was jumping his seat because he thought his son had beat me. Um, there was tears and everything. It was great, um, but he didn't, and, and I beat him. And uh, that that I'm very proud of because Grant and I, who who you know were peers because we both debuted not two million miles away from each other. Um, that's the first time I walked back and went, yeah, I'm, I'm a professional wrestler. I'm, I'm good at this. I can go out and I can tell those stories and I can end up in a crowd, you know, any day of the week. Um, but yeah, a lot of good things came out of that. Yeah, I mean, not only that, you ended up making your, your debut in Reckless Intent because um, I think yeah. there was a bit of a, like a, a little bit of a brand warfare kind of thing, an interpromotional yeah. thing. Uh, you end up defending the title a couple of times in Reckless. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun, that was fun. So he went from the, vi- so I didn't even speak about the Violence Institute, but he went from the Titans to the Violence Institute, and then now mm-hmm. it's Killer Zero, uh, with, yeah. with Zero, of course. Yeah. Uh, so how did that tag team come about? Uh, how did that tag team come about? So you had the Violence Institute, which was the Titans, like Matthews, Matt Daly, and Zero. Uh, then my rampant ego manages to get rid of all of them apart from um, Killer, uh, apart from Zero, who's, you know, I've documented a very, very good friend of mine in wrestling and still is. Um, and then the I needed a tag partner to face Edge, Edge of Orion. Um, so um, Zero was the one. So uh, then we thought, you know, Killer Zero, pretty cool name. Uh, my my um, Zero is... Um, likes his Japanese wrestling and Japanese stuff. And I thought, Killer Zero in the kind of Suzuki gun frame of names of tag teams is pretty cool. So, um, And the entrance music he chose for us, is, is, I love it. And I, and I hate that we don't tag often because I don't get to hear it because it's great. Um, it was from a computer game or something. Was, I was, he's like, oh, uh, uh, if you don't mind, there's this uh, theme I think we can maybe use. And I listen to him like, Matt, that's absolutely perfect. It's like the pure, because you know, I was using um, Karma Barima. Uh, before um, and he uses I can't remember what it is it's something else like a Belzy one and this was just a perfect thing like oh, I'll need to find it I'll send it to you but I'm like that's perfect it's so good um, and the thing Zero's really good at is he's describing it to me he's like oh, he's like at this bit I think you should do this and then I'll do this and then it'll look like this and I'm like cool <laughs> take your word for it but that's fine <laughs> no well he's he's he's, uh, he's, he's a genius in some ways. Uh, so, I mean, your, your whole character in, in Source, it started off with this very Undertaker-esque, brooding, uh, scary person. Uh, mm. There's probably a really fancy word that's just not going into my head. Um, I even I wrote down that I, I find yourself being the, the, like the conscience, the conscious, conscience, conscience, that's the word, yes. conscious of Source Wrestling, uh, much like JR would call The Undertaker back in the day. Um, because it seems to be if something happens in Source, from my perspective anyway, as just watch reading results or watching it on, on YouTube, everything has to, comes through you somehow eventually. Mm. Um, which is which is quite a cool position to be in. <laughs> being being kind of like the, the 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 godfather, so to speak, like <laughs> head of the table. Uh, yeah. Like, if something something's going on, I need to know about it. So you yeah. tell me. But uh, what was your thought? What was your um, thought process behind the Clyde River Killer? Was it taking that Undertaker elements in? To- yeah. So so that kind of is an evolution thing. Where, where when I when I started, very much in my head, um, 
uh, sort of arrogant is, is the, that was always what I was like I'm going to be a bad guy I'm going to be arrogant like like 90 Shawn Michaels that was you know that's that's I loved that that was so cool so I'm going to do that so um, I kind of started down that vein and then um, kind of like any good um, building of anything like uh, somebody once said to me like if you're going to do something like that don't don't think wrestling think movies or TV or music so like I, I'm like oddly I know a lot of people are, but like I find serial killer stuff fascinating. I always have. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, as well as I like a lot of um, my musical tastes are more like metal and all and stuff like that. Um, and the films I watch and TV series and stuff. So I took a little bit of like uh, um, Mads Mikkelsen's Hannibal, a little bit of Dexter, a little bit of um, uh, various other bits and bobs of, of that kind of thing. And, and, I, and I kind of created this. Uh, Clyde River Killer and that came about because obviously I was ADM uh, oh, sorry I'm ADM um, for me ADM was that kind of arrogant um, too rich to fail type you know um, more Bateman than um, more Bateman as Bateman than a Bateman as a serial killer um, and then I just thought there was something missing and I wanted a, a kind of moniker like uh, I think the Green River Killer is, is kind of where I got that from uh, or something like um, the, you know the Boston Strangler or, or you know something along those lines. So I had a few that I tried out and I, and I spoke to some people about it and I didn't I didn't like Clyde River Killer. I, I was like I just never liked it. I don't I, because it's the River Clyde and we don't really call it that here. I was like it didn't didn't sit in my ear nicely. So I spoke to to Billy Kirkwood um, and I said look this is one thing I don't know what am I like you know what do you think? So I think one of the square goes. He, he says in commentary that the Clyde River Ripper, and I listened to it back, and I was like, no, I don't like that. That's worse. <laughs> I was like, I don't like that, that's worse. There's a tenacious D song, it's like, it's like that's worse, off to a bad start. So um, I was like, no, Clyde River killer. So the more I said it, uh, like Simon Cassidy said to me once, he's like, that's so weird. I was like, cool, there we go. Simon. Simon reads out people's names for a living, so I'm t- I'll, I'll stick with it. So I uh, was the the Alexander Darwin McCallum was ADM, but also a conscious decision because uh, you got guys like like uh, your MVP and stuff like that. That, that it, it just becomes a, a what's the word pseudonym? Is that the word? Uh, yeah. Instead, is is that again another conscious decision when you were coming up with your character? Uh, no. So originally, like my my grandfather um, was Kane, uh, actual K E N E. That's how you have his name. So Alexander Kane. Um, was was kind of what I wanted, but um, I was doing a seminar with uh, Glenn Joseph, who's one of Dolan's Progress and runs NXT UK, etc. Um, and he was doing promos because Glenn's got like an acting and theatrical background, so that's what he was there to kind of show us to, to how to you know. Act. So I was cutting promos. He was loving them. I was using that name, and then. Uh, I asked him about it and he was like, oh no, it should be fine. So then a couple of days later, he messaged somebody who said to me, like, you know, Glenn's, like, he said, look, don't, he's like, Any, anything that's even a little bit like something else, just don't, there's no point. You'll always, 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 always be affiliated with that big famous thing that's going to be the thing. So it was like, cool. So back to the drawing board. So, um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted a th- triple barrel name because a lot of assassins and serial killers, Lee Harvey Oswald and John Wayne Gacy and so on and so forth, they've got triple barrel names. Um, 
and I wanted Alexander because my grandfather's name. So um, the ADM thing is an absolute blessing. And I, do you know when I realised how lucky I was, we had like, I don't know, 60 to 100 posters to sign for SWA once. And I'm watching, you know, like, uh, I think, um, who was on the show? I'm trying to think of some of the names that were on that were a bit lengthier. I'm watching them, and I'm just like three letters, underline three letters, underline. I'm like, huh, GPL's a genius. <laughs> uh, so it's something like, uh, like, take your initials, it means something. My, my initials is WCS. So I am toilets. If, if anyone <laughs> takes my initials so that's why i go for bcs but if i go for bs it's it's something else as well so my, yeah. my parents really really stuck me with, with a really rubbish one to go with if i'm ever gonna go right i'll wrestle my real name um that's never gonna happen well my my, my advice to anyone is don't use your real name loads of people have ignored me and done it which is fine it's totally your taste totally up to you but um my 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 real name is pretty boring and not very showbiz. So, I mean, if, if it's worked for the likes of uh, Ellen John and that changed their name to something a bit flashier, why not? Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I was watching a thing on Harley Race and it was his dad said to him because he was going to choose a different name. His dad said, "Why would you want to make someone else's name famous?" I was like, "That's pretty cool. Can't argue with that." But uh, nah, I just I just think because it, it helps as well that like. Even right now, you're not talking to the guy who... You're talking to ADM just now, right? But it helps me just not be... You know, it's too, too different. It's a little bit of the guy underneath this, but it's it just helps you separate the two things. And it means you care less about trolls and things like that because they're not talking to you. You're just a, your character is made up. Like I, I super appreciated that you signed into Zoom just as ADM because, really, I... I, I, I want to know as little as possible about the actual because it weirds out for me because I uh, I met Ricochet uh, I was doing mm -hmm. some work for Rock and Wrestle and well, work the Irish the Irish gunfire uh, uh, oh aye Ricochet <laughs> and I met him in, in uh, the Mercure some hotel I can't remember I was picking him up uh, and he came up to me and went oh hi I'm Trevor no you yeah no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. So it's just no. <laughs> and it's just I've, I know you see Ricochet doing all these flashy moves, amazing. And I was like, you you introduced yourself to me as Trevor, and I will never not think of that every time I see you wrestle now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I met guys like Colt and Sanjay Dutt, and they were like, this is what they just introduced themselves as a wrestling name. Great. That's all I need to know. Yeah. But oh no, Trevor, and it's the least show busy name in the world um it's, it's, it's a hard one because I, I get like i'm i, I did like there's i'm careful what i say here right but like I, i'll start off by saying right there's no i don't have any kind of people to bury in everybody i've ever spoke to or worked with in wrestling has been lovely to me right there's no i've never face to face with any trouble with anybody um but I, i'd imagine through the grapevine and, and through Twitter and stuff, especially in America and things like that. There's wrestlers who forget they were wrestling fans. So I'm always very conscious, like, like if I met you in person, I will probably tell you my real name. Yeah. Just because I don't want you thinking that I'm big leading you by, by using like my pseudonym. But at the same time though, 
there's a mystique gone. Like, I never want to see Zero sit and do what, what we are doing just now. I'd hate if Zero sat and done. I mean, fair play if he does, right? But the less you know about that character, the absolute better that character is. I'm a bit different because I'm based a little bit more in reality, so I can get that I can bridge a gap. And, you know, we've all watched that Undertaker documentary now, so the, the character, you can't put toothpaste back in the tube now. We've watched our hero that was an absolute like, legend, um, you know, sitting talking to Roman Reigns and his wife, and, you know, you can watch them kind of like, all right, uh, yeah, we better be going now. Um, so, you know, there is an island, like, I'm uh, kind of, because even like this, the way we're chatting just now, I wasn't two minds whether I do this or not, because it, it ruins the mystique at the same time. You know, I'm not going to bring Kayfabe back, am I? So. I always find with yourself, it works for you, because you, you've curtains evolved from from just being a bit broody and, and a bit scary and all that, to, to just, like a serial killer, just talking. But yeah. the tone you use makes all the difference. I mean, the line you had on, on the WWE Network, um, you do a lot of talking if it was your uh, your funeral or, or day before your funeral. Yeah. I thought, it's just, a, it's just a such a little line, but the tone on it just yeah. makes all the difference. So, I mean, you could do this and you could, you could uh, I don't think we're going to, um, ruin ADM yeah. by, no, by chance. Yeah, exactly. And as the, as the switch, you could easily, you know, you can switch between talking like this to talking like that. It's, it's, it's crazy. And that line, like everything in wrestling, was stolen. <laughs> I mean, I'm going uh, to steal an analogy anyway, which I've, I've, can't remember who came up with it. And I heard, I heard it so long ago, but the biggest marks in wrestling are wrestlers. Oh, yeah, massively. Because they oh. actually went, Oh, this is quite cool. That I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so I mean, if, if I ever see a wrestler trying no, big league and bit going, oh, you marks, I'm like you're the biggest one here. You did it. <laughs> so I I have paid hundreds of pounds to learn to wrestle. Like how how could I possibly criticize someone um, that you know for for being a fan? Like my my only my only thing that's probably not to get in, like arguments with people and stuff like that, but I do believe that like any fan is entitled to an opinion unless your opinion on is how that's being performed in the same way that um, I can tell you my dishwasher's broke, but I can't tell my plumber that he didn't fix it right unless I see it's not working, if that makes sense. So the intricacies of it, if you've not done it, um, yeah, you can have an opinion on it, that's fine, you can speak about it, but don't be offended if someone who actually has spent Hours, hours crafting that art turns around and says to you, well, no, I don't agree with you, if you know where I'm coming from. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, that's why I, I've kind of tried to stop writing as many reviews now, because I'm, I'm in that opinion where I can criticise something, but I feel like if I've got to criticise it, which is fine. I, I feel like if I've got to criticise it, I have to balance it with a reason. So I can't go, yes. oh, that move was a bit rubbish. I can go, yeah. well, that didn't look great, but if this happened, just a little tweak. I mean, I bet you yeah. then I'm still speaking to someone who's never done it. I've never taken a bump. I don't plan to. So it doesn't doesn't it doesn't make your opinion any less valid than mine unless it comes to I don't know you criticising how I did a wrist lock reversal, and then I'd say well, either I'd say you're right, or I would say well no <laughs> because X, Y, and Z. So because uh, some things you don't know, so you could you could go like you know that spot looks stupid, but what you don't know is that that guy's just saved that guy's life because he slipped. 
you know, mm-hmm. it's things like that that you might not know. Um, so that's that's where I come. At the same time, I, like there's probably not there's too much criticism, but there's not enough right criticism. It's mm. probably in everything. To be honest, that's just that's just how life is these days. Yeah, uh, we're, we're totally sidetracking, but there, there's definitely ways to react to that kind of criticism as, criticism as well. Because I had I had one guy. Well, I'll tell you what, because I, I spoke to him about it. But it was uh, Omar Mohammed. Mm. I I watched his first match on W3L Action Academy. Don't watch mm. it. Uh, the, the show itself is awful but um, it was so bad and I just I just end up just ripping his sh- on his shoes because he was wearing Converse and it annoyed me so much for the whole time and he, he didn't didn't take it personally he just took it as like a learning experience and then yeah. there's another guy that I mercilessly who I called him I said he was like a fish had come out of the water because he was so floppy <laughs> and he thought I hated him. I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't hate you. Aye, that like was that. rubbish, <laughs> but don't hate you. So calm down. Um, yeah, so many people go, do you hate me? But, no, why? Yeah. Oh, you said this about my match. Well, it wasn't very good, was it? So I mean, I can't. <laughs> I've never met you. Do you know what I mean? The same, uh, and at the same time, like that's a premium example. Like, so if you had something like that against, like you said something about that against me, right? Like, that's your sense. You, you as a, what's the word I'm looking for? You're not. You're 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 the the journalist part of Billy Strachan, right? Yeah. Talking about the wrestler part of me. So if that's detached. I don't like. You know, there's no as if you're coming in and criticizing how I decorate my living room. You're talking about how I've approached the you know the art form and performance. So I'm like, you know, one I mean, you're one person, and two I don't know you, so who cares? Exactly. I mean, if anything, you could spin it as I mean, there's there'll be guys that have done they've read my reviews and went and uh, went in big old character on Twitter and and called me out on it. I was like, that's fine. It's getting me hits. I don't care. You just uh, exactly. next time don't do it, and I won't say. So that's just easy as that. Um, but no, I've had a few in the past going. Have, do, do, you, do you hate me? It's like, no, but you're. No. Everybody, knows, everybody, everybody knows you don't hate anyone. You just love Aspen Faith more than everybody else. <laughs> no, no, I think I think there's uh, a couple that, that uh, Kyle Watt. I'll just shout him out for. It. I think he loves him a little bit more than I do. Which, uh, but has he ever cried when when he's lost a match? I don't think so. I've I've done that sadly, uh, <laughs> twice. From my wife was one of them, which was even worse. But uh, yeah, it's 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 not it's not the most. Manliest of things, but it's, it was passionate. I'll say that. Anyway, I remember so. I saw, so it's like just talking about that, right? So I saw, I think it was, I think it's John Barman at a Comic Con, and somebody said something to him about it being like nerdy or whatever. And he said, he's like, don't you ever apologize for having a passion. If anybody criticizes you for that, they've just not found the thing that they're that passionate about. So I see no harm in you crying about Aspen losing. You fill your boots, mate. That, that, that's like moated with you express yourself no problem with it oh it's even worse the, the whole day it was, a, it, was a, it was one of the Eagle Rumbles the whole day I was going I think Aspen's going to win and I told my wife I was like I think Aspen's going to win I'm so confident that he's going to win and then the way he was eliminated he was like cockily going over the top rope and then he slipped on the apron and fell out <laughs> and it was the last three one of the last three and I was just I looked at her and I was like Who's gonna so, win? Yeah, I can relate to that. You weren't upset because Aspen lost. You were upset because you were wrong. 
<laughs> I totally get that. I hate being wrong as well, mate. I'd have cried as well. <laughs> but no, the second time was was uh, oh, I'll start ranting about WrestleZone because their table match stipulations were just ridiculous. And I'm, I'll get someone from WrestleZone in the future. And actually, I think I did annoy Scotty in our first episode of season two about it because they broke the announce table, but it didn't count. It wasn't an active tape. Anyway, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on because it just annoyed me at the time and it, it brings up bad memories. Anyway, so 2020 was a bit rubbish. Uh, but you made your debut in Discovery Wrestling. I did, yes, I did. Uh, and and it was at the the raffle show. Right? Yes, it was. It was. was. That was awesome. That was really good. Uh, handicap match against Sam, the Sam Barber experience, uh, Team yeah. Zero, of course. So it was like uh, Discovery is probably one of the, the more bigger companies in Scotland, I would yeah. say, right now. Uh, so it was like um, picking the, the raffle ticket and getting on the show. That was good. It was good. Um, I've wanted to work for them for a long time. Like, I really I like their product because it, it's, it's very, I don't know, it's a, even their fan base, it's, it's so hard to explain, they're like, the wrestling is like, how can I put it, it's like a family crowd atmosphere, but wrestling crowd wrestling, if, if, if that makes sense, so it's like, if NXT was Butlins, a little, <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense to you, um, and, and, and it was a learning experience as well, because I went out there and Things got reactions that wouldn't, because the the crowd to me mentally, I would perform more as if it was a source crowd than it was, for example, an ICW crowd. Whereas that's not entirely correct. They they are you know they're fans of, you know they like they they're wrestling fans. They like wrestling. You know, I remember a forearmed Sam and everybody was, and then there was the reaction. I was like, oh. Oh, I've got this wrong. <laughs> um, and then the, the pop for the pile driver as well. And I was like, oh, good. People know what a pile driver is. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, next time, and there will be a next time, I'm, I'm, I'm positive I'll be back at uh, Disco. Well, unless I've just offended uh, Alan by, by being so cocky about it. Hopefully, I'll be back at Disco. That's better. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll have already learned something from just that one kind of handicap match with Sam. But the jam, I'm gutted the jam house is going. That was. So good, so good. Just everything about it—the lights, the the, the layout—fantastic. Oh, the creepy wee room you that you walk past is probably haunted. Right, wrap your wheelhouse in with the, the creepiness. Oh, me, me, and Zero as well. We're loving it. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 it. it, it Discovery is—I'm not going to say NXT Butlins, but it's definitely got that <laughs> NXT vibe where everyone's coming to see wrestling. Yeah. But there's ones coming well, the react, to see yeah. coming to see the 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 names because I mean they've had the elite there, yeah. which I, I I I don't watch being the elite. I don't watch AEW at the moment either, um, but I know who Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, the Young Bucks will always be Generation Me for those uh, TNA fans there uh, that are they're watching and listening. I want that throwback. Um, but just seeing the fans react to them. I knew they were a big deal yeah. because they were there to see wrestling. Plus, it's Edinburgh, and you can get a train just about anywhere to Edinburgh yeah. in Scotland. And it's like a nice day out. They do afternoon shows, which I love. So next, yeah. I'm hoping to get down to, to Edinburgh at some point. 
wife wants me to go down so badly because she thinks, oh, you'll love Edinburgh. And I'll be like, yeah, just just, just uh, wait. I'll go wait for some dates to come up. When's Discovery doing an afternoon show in Edinburgh? And then, yeah, we'll definitely go down to, uh, to Edinburgh. And go. My tip is don't, don't drive there. <laughs> oh, no, I did that once. It was and first and last time. Nightmare. I think I'd like crash into a tram when I was driving his back. So where am I? Nightmare. But oh, no, I, 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 I did it once. I was I was kind of coerced into it again doing that rock and wrestle stuff. Um, I was I was asked if I could could you drive us down to, to Edinburgh for a show? Ah, no bother. That's fine. You're paying for my pedal. End up paying for a hire because I only had a Clio and there was five people to get into this car. Um, and I got all the way down, picked up some folk, and then I just sat there looking at trams, looking at the sat nav, thinking I can't go down that road can i uh, eventually <laughs> i just gave up i just just went no i believe in the sat nav if anyone pulls me over it's that it's their fault it's that's i'm blaming it on them but no it's a nightmare of a place the thing about driving in the pleasant surprise to me was that there was parking just right there beside the jam house i didn't need to pay for i was ecstatic um it tends double gutted that the jam house is gone do you know on that i hope i'm not um speaking out of turn i'm sure alan will let me know but that match was actually supposed to be me and Zero versus Jerry Bakewell, um, which I think would have been hilarious. Sort of, you know, you, are you aware of Jerry Bakewell's work? I, I am aware of the, of the fabulous Bakewells and uh, their work. They were one of the early names in, in disco as well that kind of disappeared. Yeah. Then. So, like, I, 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 I thought it was amazing. But there was like, I think I don't know if it was was it, was it COVID or was it the, there was a, the, was there a dust cloud or something? There's something that was stopping flights coming to London anyway, um, or Yorkshire, I guess is where he's from. Um, and and Sam was about I've, I've, I've said for years I wanted to wrestle Sam anyway. I still love to do it one on one, but um, yeah, it was, it was it was good, it was fun, I enjoyed it. Uh, and not only that, uh, I mean, in 2019 you did make appearances for respect as far as I'm aware off the top of my head uh, but in 2020 before all the shows come, went haywire and didn't happen uh, you won the respect championship against yep. Robbie Solar uh, mm -hmm. sorry Robbie Wishart totally different Robbie guy yep. uh, which is which is strange because I think his his uh, Mexican cousin was the one you beat for the tag titles in SWA as well yeah uh, yep. so what was like uh, coming into respect again uh not so much a new company because there's a lot of familiar faces in there and just going after their top title and winning it. Uh, oh, it was a scoosh. No. <laughs> um, the thing I like about respect is that it's, a kinda, it's the same again. Like when you go and you work in different places, there's always something a little bit like different about about them. Um, and through and, and respect, it's always full, right? Always, always a set place, always jam packed. Um, kids and adults, they're there to have fun. They have a laugh. They're maybe not, you know, as wrestling savvy as a disco crowd, for example, right? But they're no less loud, um, and they are so easy to bam up as a dream for, especially when you're, you, you know, they can hear you. Um, I've said some frankly horrible things to the crowds that respect, and they have loved it, and it's been great. Um, and and also as well as that, like I've. Every time I've been there, I've wrestled something really, really, really good. Like, um, I remember was it the first time I was there was me and um, Jack Morris. Um, it's it me versus Jack Morris. That was good. Um, I wrestled Lucha DS. I uh, wrestled Dunbar. Um, sure, I'm doing some of the service here. I think that's I'd ask the Germans, they probably don't have those matches because... Uh... <laughs> 
they're a bit weird with your, your win-loss record. Aye, they do. Aye, this one's a bit missing one. Um, so, yeah, and then, uh, obviously, Wishart, which is one of my favourite opponents. Like, I've, I've wrestled uh, I've wrestled Robbie and his cousin um, numerous times. Um, well, and trained to them, obviously. And uh, we had a cracking match in uh, Source once where I tried to hit him with a broom and he moved and it snapped. Um, I actually literally tried to kill him. That was probably where um, the Clyde River Killer started, to be honest, trying to murder... Um, Robert Wishart's cousin we have room. But, yeah, we, but yeah, the title match was, was fun as well. A uh, big crowd. Um I did something in it that I don't know if it was recorded, but I will do I will do it again because it was it was one of the things I could hear. Not so much the fans, but I heard the lads going, ooh, so I'm it'll make an appearance at some point. A, a gif of some description in the future. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a gif. If it, it's, it's very gifable. For a guy who just does forearms, <laughs> I need something gifable. <laughs> and, uh, so, even with the pandemic on, you've ended I, up appearing on the WWE Network. Yes, I know. Um, I imagine that. So, you're on the in the Lionheart League. Well, I think uh, your bracket's just... Well, we'd have we've definitely ended by the time this episode goes out. Ah. But, uh, it, yeah... You had a, I think it was a one win, two losses. One, one win, two losses, yeah. A question, I'll, I'll be writing to them about the third loss. Though. Uh, so, so what was it like going in, well, one wins against Ian Skinner, of course, but um, so just to get his name in there. Uh, so what was it like wrestling in front of no Edit that out. I'm no I'm not giving out any of time. <laughs> it's like he's got some questions. He might have some questions for you, but no, no he doesn't. It's fine. Uh, so, so yeah, what was it like wrestling in front of like nobody, no crowd at all? Do you know, oddly, fine. Really, really, oddly, never really. I don't know how you describe it. It's weird. Like, at first, it's odd because I do a lot of conversing during my entrance. That's generally um, what I kind of try and do. Not a lot, but, you know, some. Um, and then, usually, when I'm in there, I'll, I'll talk quite a lot to the crowd because they're there. Um, that's when it was weird. But it wasn't until. Um, you know, somebody said to me, "Look, that—that's your crowd. There's that thing there. That's that's everybody that's watching, and you know, that's who you're playing to." So that after that was, I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Um, that kind of made it easier to 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 do. But you know, strangely, not having a crowd didn't really. I didn't. I didn't think it affected it that much. And I don't. I, I've not actually spoke to a lot of the people that were on it to see if they feel the same way. But I was. Um, not saying I didn't miss the crowd, but um, I didn't really feel I was hampered by a lack of crowd. I, mean, I suppose the only kind of performance I can compare it to just now is like a, a Roman Reigns, as in he uses his match and the lack of crowd to tell you the story yes. as it goes along, uh, which yeah. has been one of those things which has been a, a, quite a bright spark in the whole COVID era. Of, uh, yeah. of pro wrestling, but uh, yeah, so you can uh, your your confrontation and the story that was put between you and DCT, for example, which mm -hmm. was which uh, spawned that that funeral line that you did in the pre-match. Yeah. Uh, it just made the match bigger because I didn't know there was any inherent history between the two years, but mm. the two years created it and it made it a. a well, with a, fairness. A Billy and, and uh, GRK are phenomenal. Like they're so, so good at what they do. Um, I've, I've 
making me seem like a threat and uh, you know putting that history between me and D as well. So they 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 definitely um, as much as yeah, me, me and D kind of we baked the cake. They kind of put the icing and stuff on it as well. So uh, try to pick dog fur off my keyboard while I'm talking to you. I'm sure you you sympathise. Um, but no, yeah, I it was a uh, uh, commentary was. I messaged them because I, I just I was blown away. It was, it was it was really good, and I'm very very proud of that match. Like that's that's one I can kind of hang my hat on and go, yeah, we you know we told a story, and that's what I wanted to do. Well, I think I think it was after that match I messaged you as well. Yeah. Uh, it was just saying well, I don't I'm not going to do that whole message because other things, of course. But I was just like that's that's what I want to see. Okay, that, yeah. that's pretty much the gist of it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was it, it, it's it's an odd time, like. How much I can, how much we can speak about the whole things, but mm. it's it's still cool seeing people like yourself and and uh, and Grant McIver and and all that on the WWE network. So yeah. if you told yourself back in 2016 you're making your debut, uh, that that what four or five years down the line you'd be on WWE's 9.99 brand new network, what would you have believed it? What would have been your what, what would be your reaction? You think? Of course not. I don't even think I was going to, you know, become a wrestler. Never mind become one. Um, that you know, through luck, talent, or whatever, I, I managed to get to the, the level I'm at now, where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the WWE network, and, and people are talking about it. Um, uh, the fact that you know Vince McMahon might accidentally look me up when he's looking for JBL and he's not got his glasses is mind blowing to me. Ah, <laughs> oh, just the thought of it. I mean. <laughs> that yeah again that that's just mind blowing to think that yeah Vince McMahon, if he knows how to use the network itself, uh, would will be putting a uh, in looking for I don't know Aaron Anderson to scowl at, and uh, yeah. your name will pop up and yeah it's just absolutely insane uh, pardon the pun uh, on yeah. that. Uh, so we're gonna go to the fan questions because oh I did write down that he did have a match against Shugdi for the uh, source title. Oh, that's right. I did. Anyway, uh, so uh, we've got some questions uh, on here. We've got plenty, which is really nice, uh, which saves me a little bit of work. So Brent Carter kicked us off with, uh, do you actually kill people in the Clyde or are you just a general purpose killer who happens to live near the particular river? Yeah, it's geographical. I'm a killer who's geographically based in the Clyde area, although his kills are not limited to the area of the Clyde. A very well thought out answer. Uh, any particular favourites? I mean, you mentioned a few as you were going along with uh, like the, the triple barrel names and uh, any particular serial killers that interest you? Not obviously for their, their body of work, but just their stories <laughs> and their the, the uh, conspiracies or what have you. Well, um, do you know Zodiac? They still didn't catch him. Zodiac killer, that's madness. Uh, there's one, um, what's his name? I'm sure he's surnamed Ramirez. But the, he, he killed between Mexico and, and USA, so they think he might be the most prolific serial killer of all time because they cannot tell how many people he's killed, but they think it might be in like the 400s. Um, so that that's I'm sure that's the case. I, it's in a book I read somewhere. I read it in a book. Um, dodgeball reference, I think. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty interesting. Um, that is all the axe cool too. Uh, so we've got Stephen Louch coming in. Uh, Louchy. Good he's one. asked, 
he's returned a question that I didn't actually ask him, that you asked me to ask him uh, in our podcast, because I forgot it. Uh, so he's put, who are your favourite famous people that share your initials? <laughs> well, I don't know any of those share ADM, so he's, he's got me there. He's got me there. Uh, how high does this go? Uh, I don't actually know uh, what he means by that, but um, um, I don't know to the top. I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to get quite a lot of, of weird questions that I won't know the answers to either. Uh, <laughs> did somebody get hurted? I don't know the answer to that, but yes, they probably did if I was involved. <laughs> Uh, Madeline's asked favourite shoot interview <laughs> so <laughs> um, any honky tonk man interview me and Madeline absolutely adore uh, we, we love it um, and another one if I can explain why so um, I was talking to Taylor Wright about this actually um, there's a Teddy Hart interview right Teddy Hart is you know I don't know the guy but I think he's probably human garbage, right? Everything you hear about him, he's not a very nice guy. You know, I, I hate to give him any publicity, right? But there's an interview with him where he's talking about his fight with CM Punk. And I can't remember how I came across it. It popped up on like a YouTube thing and I'm watching him going, he talks like Donald Trump. Like, as if he's like, what's he said? It was, um, Taylor was, was saying it word for word and put in Trump. And I'm like, yeah, Trump would say that. It's like, um, you know, I'm so, I'm so, I'm, you know, nobody was like me. I'm so athletic and fast and strong and light. And just the way he says it, I'm like, that's like Donald Trump. This guy's mental. So, yeah, that, that, I enjoyed that. But purely just for making fun of it, not not for Teddy Hart. But, um, yeah, Honky Tonk Man. Any Honky Tonk Man story, me and me and uh, Manlin love the honk. Right, so the, the, there's my title for, for getting the hits then. ADM shoots on Teddy Hart. I would say Dory will come and murder me, but I don't think he can get in the country. So That's, that's how clickbait articles work, though. That's, that's, uh, I, that's, you'll that's never right. believe what he said next. I've exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got Brody Adler next with any important or personal advice for trainees or those recently debuted? Well, we've, we've yep. shifted gears quite a lot here, but yeah. Uh, that's, that's a sensible question. <laughs> how, dare she, how dare she? Um, uh, yeah, so any advice? Uh, don't don't bother me. Just leave me alone. Uh, no um, uh, advice. It depends. It depends on. There's there's such a, a big spectrum. I guess the consistency probably is is the thing that I've seen the difference between people who because I've been there a long time now. I've seen people who come in who have got all the tools but don't make it to the end, and I've seen people who come in. Um, uh, I'm not insulting anyone by this because I've, I've told you it took me years who come in and, and don't have all the tools and then they make it because it's consistency. You've got to keep a belief, a kind of strong headset that you've got to keep at it. Because, um, yeah, there, there is a lot of difficult, you know, it's sore, it's, it's you know, you have a certain level of fitness to make sure everybody involved safe and there's facets of it you might not be comfortable with. Um, it's, it's, it's such a difficult thing where you've got you've got performance you've got athleticism you've got you know whatever other parts of it so just keep at it just keep doing it keep keep coming um fail don't worry about failing if you're rubbish at something or, or you fail at it or you you know you can't get through it just show up again the next day that's just keep keep, keep doing it nobody's going to ever well they shouldn't anyway hold it against you um i would much rather i would more respect for someone who fails 10 times than someone who passes it 10 times it's just 
that heart and desire and 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 love. You have to love it to, to do it because um, you know at times it sucks. It just it does. It just you know it's the way of anything that's important to you. And um, there's going to be times that are hard, but consistent. Always, always do it. Um, work to your strengths, but also work on your weaknesses. Um, I'm not saying you'll ever be great at something you're not particularly good at to start with, but um, if you're at least you know you feel more comfortable in it, then if you're caught off guard. Um, you've got that to lean on but um, if someone's just starting out to, but if someone's not debuted yet consistency get in there get in your wrestling dojo or school or whatever you want to call it as often as you can repping out those small things that you need to know um, for someone who's recently debuted um, enjoy it don't, don't worry too much um, you're not going to get everything right away there's things that only experience will teach you. Um, there's things I, I, I've not even learned yet because, or I'm still learning because um, in the grand scheme of things, um, I'm probably I'm not that experienced uh, when you compare me to some of the other guys. So uh, don't, don't think you need to be perfect right away because you don't. Um, you, you, you'll discover it. And same thing, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, I know in this day and age of everything being recorded, it's, it's very easy to feel nervous and anxious about that. But... Um, if anything is flashed up only for the last a month or two, so you can always you can always get past it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so go back to uh, the last episode that will go out in our in my timeline. Anyway, uh, was with Colton Davis, like I said, and uh, he said that you were one of the guys that, that really helped him. But that was more down to the the like intricacies and how to use his height because like say quite similar height so two, two inches apart uh, in that respect uh, which the wrong way to make all the difference i'm sure uh yeah. so here yeah, so, yeah, so, so yeah so it, it's it, like it goes back to my, my point being i find you being the the, the conscience i really should pick a word i can i could i could actually say of source mm. wrestling just being that that godfather oh cool i was going to stick with godfather Everyone knows what I mean by saying that yeah, yeah. Uh, of of uh, source. So next one is Toasty. Somehow, uh, Toasty the toaster asks, "How do you like your toast?" Pass. So I'll leave the Cloud River besties for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> oh God, what's your favourite IT crowd episode? That's from Jetstream Jack. Oh, do you know, I was thinking about this and, and it's so hard to pin down. Um, I was talking to my wife as well. I'm like, would, how do you even pin it down? It's it's, it's my second favourite comedy TV series um, ever. And it's and it's a close, because number one's Father Ted, so they're very, 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 very close. Um, well, I think about that, yeah, IT Crowd's probably my my, my top five. Faith Five is pretty, would say, uh, of all yeah. time. And I'll tell you mine, if it helps at all. Yeah. It's uh, the one where Jen's, there's so many episodes I'm thinking of, but the one where Jen's boyfriend, Peter File, where we meet Peter File. The, din the dinner party. Yes. That's one of my, yeah, oh, the dinner party. It's the best. It's, it was like, like act natural, more natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the dinner party, Peter File. Um, the dinner, it's either going to be the dinner party or it's going to be a workouting. Um, that's the one, a gay musical called Gay. Um, that's a big game. Um, or the the uh, I love the one with the internet, like because Douglas Renham is hilarious. Like um, when he when he's dating the the journalist that turns out to be um, you know transsexual, uh, just fantastic, fantastic. 
I have the whole courtroom in Moscow in there, my love. That's what she, she goes, I loved you, you bastard. Oh, forgive me, sorry. Uh, sorry, you're, you're quoting. I'll, uh, I'll uh, allow it. And uh, I don't know, I don't know what the people on podcast do. Don't swear, kids. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, do you want another good one, actually? The, um, the German cannibal one. Ah, uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a side story on that, right? So I, I was, uh, I'd, uh, do you remember, have you ever seen that film that's on Netflix, The Outlaw King, the one with Chris Pine about? It's Robert in my Rick. list, but I have not watched it. Right. So, so I, I did extra work for that. Um, so I was up some field somewhere in Stirling, freezing cold, getting all my, my gear and stuff on, and this guy walks in and he's getting ready, and I'm staring at him freezing. And I'm there myself, I don't know anybody, it's just loads of guys with long hair and beards. Yeah, no. And then I think I must have actually said, I was like, the German cannibal. <laughs> it's him. He was in, he played like a monk or something in this film. Netflix star ADM shoots on Teddy Hart. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> the funny thing is, I watched the film where, where my missus is now, and uh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I was in, well, I'm not in this scene, but see where the camera ends, just, I'm like, I'm, I'm there. And then, like, the next scene coming, oh, I'm just off camera then. So I'm not actually in it. But yeah, well, I was there. As long as your name's in the credits somewhere, I'm sure it'll be fine. Still it, it, I, I, plus many extras, I'm sure it says somewhere. <laughs> but no, IT crowd, it's one of those where I could, it's second, it's in my top five, because number one for me is Scrubs. It'll always oh, be Scrubs. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know if I, may, it may be top five. I've not watched them, so it is very quotable to be fair. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. That it's, it's, there's so many jokes. It was the one that came, just popped into my head is one I definitely can't put on the podcast because I think it's one they've probably cut out now uh, with the with the word search. No, it's crossword. Um, was it def defect or break in the chain? I'll yeah. let you finish it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Scrubs, IT Crowd, uh, oh, to, Brooklyn Nine Nine, all that kind oh, of thing. Yeah, well, he doesn't love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Exactly. Yeah. A modern family. Would be in there. Modern Family's good as well. Like um, for me, like Father Ted, um, Black Adder, like Black Adder's fantastic as well. I'm trying to think of some of the more modern ones. Like you, all I can think of is the IT crowd now. And Scrubs, did you mention it? Let's get two thumbs and love Scrubs. This guy, <laughs> Bob Kelso, how you doing? <laughs> two thumbs and a funny voice and. This guy, I had the voice to keep it fresh. Uh, <laughs> so we've got KOE. I'm assuming both, them, voice. assume both of them wrote this, uh, like one letter at a time. Uh, what's your favourite Thad quote? Ah, I can't believe I've missed this out. Uh, have you ever seen Blue Mountain State? No, I've not. It is, it is like, so me, me, me and the missus, me and Mrs. McAllen put it on one. So... It's, it's almost, it's, it's based in like a, a fictional American college and it's this American college team and it's kind of American pie-ish type humour. Um, I thought it was going to be rubbish. You know, because you're looking for somebody to watch, we'll just put this on, right? And the Thad is <laughs> an absolute icon. Me and Kiwi, I think, I think Taylor White as well. I absolutely love it and, and quote it all the time, but uh, probably... I mean, he swear for this one, but as a quote as well. Um, it's not bad. It's not greedy. I swear. Word. Um, there's an episode where the, the <laughs> football team are feuding with the lacrosse team, and they're pranking each other. So the the, the Thad's in the the um, the goat house, which is their kind of um, frat house, 
and his pal Larry's outside and he's <laughs> don't come in Larry those lacrosse assholes have turned the place into a house of mirrors and he walks in ah, and gets lost and it's just that's my, that's one of my favourite lines isn't it I'll, uh, I'll, I'll add it to my, my list I've got it's loads of time tomorrow after I've spoken to, to Mammon. And uh, final one I've got in is from Dean Ford. And <laughs> I'm going to use some of my editing skills in this to make sure that everyone sees this photo. Basically, why are you obsessed with this photo? And as a bald man, I can reenact it. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> what, what is it about that particular photo? So I don't like the the it is one of the best internet responses I have ever seen. Um Dean had a match against Luke Matthews and Luke Matthews <laughs> said something along the lines of like um you know what what what, what something to do with his kicking us like whatever whatever you ever you know something to do with, I can't remember specifically something to do with like so he's, he's martial arts. What have you ever won? And uh, Dean's reply was just that picture of the trophies. <laughs> I'm just going to start laughing. I was like, oh, he's done you there. Look, man, you're just... You <laughs> don't even need a promo. That's just... You're like, you guys were just finger poker doing that match because he's, he's beat you before you've even stepped in the ring. <laughs> I, every time I see what it... Have you, what have you ever won? Uh, all of this... Oh, that's so. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I've gone to the point where I've started using it. It's like I don't know why I'm using it. I just it just seems so funny to use. Just to, if Dean says something a bit stupid, or or, or just a bit brazen, you just go, uh, okay, cool. Dean, Dean could go on to win the WWE title, and I still wouldn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed that reply to John's thing. That, that would be the first response, though. Would oh, I've just won the WWE title? Cool. <laughs> I actually, like you, they say when people say laugh out loud, they aren't actually laughing out loud. I was in tears. I thought it was, I was just, well, oh, he's done you there, man. He's absolutely. I haven't even like, heard your response, and I was, I was giggling just because of you just giggling away as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Luke did reply going, it's because of this that he learned to think before he typed. Before you ever won. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know how or where it's going to pop up, but if you're watching it on the video feed, you will see this photo because I should have put it in the Dean Ford episode because uh, it's just, it's incredible because I did ask him about it, which is coming up in season two. Um, I don't I, I don't think we got to the bottom of why, so now we'll know uh, if yeah. you're keeping track. I don't, even, I, don't even, I don't even know if Dean remembers. That's why I find it so funny. Like, I, I just, uh, I think I messaged him after it and it was just like that. That is absolutely class, me. But um, I don't know if he remembers that. But every time I see it, I just remembers. Um, the, the Clyde River besties. We're, we're going to possibly discuss for a very short period of time. If we must. Uh, yourself and Emily Hayden. Now, I don't want you to to poke yourself and say nice things about her. But uh, how did this friendship come about? Or <laughs> I don't know how, what you would describe it as, but how did this this uh, duo come about? Uh, well, so if anyone has, has ever met me uh, in person, um, I have got a cutting sense of humour, is how you might put it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm an advocate of banter uh, and, and, you know, a little bit of, of friendly slagging, um, which is just how I interact with people. Um, 
once I know that they're all right with it, you know, and not to make fun of anyone like that, there's no harm to it, obviously. Um, Emily is in this world that is just oblivious to to criticism or or, or reality, um, whereby you say something to her and her answer is if you've said something else. Um, so all of my banter and, and uh, comments got more barbed and vicious and horrible on the spectrum to not good. And I still haven't managed to phase Emily. So um, she's obviously not well. Um, I think I believe I called her the worst human being I've ever met. Um, and uh, Is that only because you haven't met Teddy Hart yet? Uh, I don't know. I think I'd, I'd probably I'd probably spend more time with Teddy Hart than I would with Emily Hayden, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think I was. I once said to her, "Was uh, what was it?" Um, <laughs> I think I said something like, "She had a match and she came back." And I said, "I don't have a problem with you wrestling. It's your personality that I think loathsome." <laughs> so, <laughs> to her she said, "Thanks, bestie," and tried to hug me as she always does. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of that's that's where it came from. Is uh, I, I'm. Uh, Emily Hayden's insane. That's that's really the, the punchline to this. So so for me, for anyone who's a big Scrubs fan, she's the Molly Clock to your uh, just to your yeah. Kelso. I yes. suppose you're, you're trying to break her, yes. but she's just yes. not breaking at all. Yes. <laughs> um, who's got two thumbs and hates Emily Hayden? <laughs> ADM, pleased to meet you. Uh, so before we, we wrap up then because as I say before every interview oh, I'll try to keep it half an hour to an hour do you know what I thought I'm like this will be an hour no problem Billy like I don't really have a lot to talk about <laughs> I know it's it's. I mean I'm still I don't think I'll ever hit the heights of, of the Scotty Swift episodes where I've spoken to him for a combined total of four hours over two podcasts to be podcasts. fair like, like, I might be wrong but I think Scotty's probably wrestled four times as long as I have so I'd imagine he's got infinitely more stories and things than I have Maybe not four times. Let's. I mean, you may be on the ice in NXT buttons. Let's not, let's not uh, break the ice entirely on, on pro wrestling. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's. We'll go for the, the obvious ones. Your goals, of course, twenty twenty one. Probably nothing's going to happen until goes when. Although you're still, have you got any more matches popping up on WWE Network that you're aware of? No, 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 that's me. That's me. The the, the lockdown, the, the prop up to your lockdown kicked in just before I was supposed to go back in, actually. So, um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, because I kind of know who I, who I was maybe supposed to be wrestling and I'm absolutely gutted that I didn't get the chance. But um, hopefully, hopefully I will again. So we'll, we'll just go end of 2021, 2022. What's your, what's your immediate goals? say, uh, a 12-month span once you come back to wrestling? Well, once we come back to wrestling, uh, I think that I probably want to build something with respect title, um, the same as I did with Source. I kind of I want to, to take a story with that championship that I can I can say I'm proud of, as, as I did with the Source one, to try and, and kind of... Um, I was going to say raise that brand. That's not really fair. Joe Henry was respect pro wrestling champion. I don't know. He's in Ring of Honor, so I don't know what I can do that Joe's not done. To be fair, but um, to do something with that and, and 
I definitely want to wrestle for Disco um, again, 100%. Um, I'd love to, to get involved with them again. And, and um, especially if I could do something with a bit of meat on it, like a, a, as I say, a story, something I can get, get my teeth into. Um, who wouldn't want more WWE Network appearances? Uh, definitely, definitely like that. Especially when you look at some of the the, the guys that they've got coming on uh, that, are, that are on the network. There's a lot of them that I would like to, to work against. I'd love to work D again. Um, uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, and even, uh, yeah, even Skinner. I think my person. Then, uh, I did have another good source. Yeah, I think that um, there is a lot of things I've got to finish there. Um, I, want, I want my title back. I've just I was going to say it. I'm, I'm you know, coming coming for Grant McIver. He's never beat me one on one, so try it. Griffin as well. He's a scumbag. Uh, I've still got Choke Slam Athena. You know, I've got a laundry list of stuff I've got to do at source, and probably try and help some of the young guys and you know, stuff in your school. Well, I mean, when, when you speak about owning a choke slam to Anthena, I think my last source show that I watched, of course, is one of the governing ones because they're absolutely nuts. Um, nah. Was that I was all for seeing you against Anthena at some point just because of the nah. work as a height thing? Because it's just like it's one of the few people in source that can actually look at you eye to yeah. eye ish. Um, uh, so that, that would be a, certainly be something to, to see in yeah. whenever. I'd, I'd, I, would, I would love to wrestle Athena. Um, I because like for example, my match with Sammy. I really enjoyed my match with Sammy. Um, actually, my favorite promo I've ever done was the one for the match with Sammy. Of, of all the ones I've done, that's my favorite. Uh, speaking of your promos, uh, it's it's um, the former Sean Walker that does quite quite a bit of of filming and editing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just uh, you two brainstorming, or does he come to you with ideas, or vice versa? What's what's that? Uh, normally what I'll be is that I'll have a concept um, and I'll know what I want to say and I'll know, I'll know kind of, sometimes I'll know, I think most of the time I'll know location, I think maybe only a few times, I don't, I don't want to do uh, Shauna this justice, but, um, but he, the filming and, and the, the editing, that's, that's like, you know, he's always a genius, so like he, he manages to take what I'm saying and, and what I want to portray and, and make it what it is, make give it that sinister element to it and that, that kind of cutaways and, and his filming style I think really, really suits um, my delivery. So um, it's usually a, like the the recording and the presentation of it is, is you know, oh, oh Sean, um, Scott, he's not wrestling anymore, I can call him Scott, um, is, is all Scott. Um, the content um, is, is, is all me. I was going to call him by his real name, but then I saw his surname. I thought I don't know if I could say that, so I was just like, "Yeah, I was just looking at it going, Sean Walker. That's that's an easy one. I can say that." Uh, yeah. So, and another another nice easy one to to round up with is uh, dream opponents. Say anyone active, Japan, AEW, WWE, whoever. Who would be your uh, I don't know five? Who'd be your your top five opponents you'd want to face? It's a tricky one. I'll try. I'll try because I, I always like to kind kind of try and keep things a bit more like achievable that something that could actually happen. I'll, I'll maybe throw one or two crazy ones in. But, um, Mark Coffee, um, Mark Coffee, top of the list. I've not wrestled Mark Coffee one on one, 
uh, he's tremendous, uh, and he's he's always been really really helpful to me uh, through my whole time in wrestling. Um, Rampage Brown um, probably would have been number one if it wasn't uh, you know I know Mark as a, as a guy and, and he's somebody that taught me. So Rampage Brown, um, I'd love to wrestle him. Uh, Try to think if I could do one that's hard to limit to five because I feel like I'm doing people a disjustice. If if you go um, over, I'm not going to hold it against you. Okay, uh, so like even guys, I've never had one-on-one with Stevie Boy, Wolfgang, um, Jester. Uh, then you could go to like Gene Money. Oh, I'd love to wrestle Gene Money. Um, I think who else we've got? Kuma. I've got this weird thing that I really want to wrestle Kuma. I don't know what it is. I just that's why I fight him. Like I've I've got this. I think about it sometimes. It keeps me up at night. I'm like, I really want to wrestle Kuma. I think I think we could do something cool. Um, I know he wants to fight me as well. So I've, I've spoke, he spoke to me about it in a very polite way. He's a lovely man. Um, well, we've interviewed him. He was our an ultimate guest in season one, and yeah, he's, he's very nice. But I wouldn't want to cross him. Absolute gentleman. Absolute. Well, I do want to cross him, right? I'll <laughs> just put it out there. I'll fight him. Um, and then when you're talking like radical, crazy ones, like um, you know, probably the guys that I'm fans of, like Adam Cole and uh, uh, Alistair Black, and something else. Yeah, yeah, I think there's any female wrestlers I don't have to wrestle. I'm sure there is. I had my first ever training match with Viper, so I wouldn't mind wrestling Viper to see how far I've come. Definitely. Um, uh, Rhea Ripley, throw that in there. Just... Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind fighting that wrestling Rhea. Or Billy Kay, because she stole all my moves. I remember watching NXT. I was like, I'll do that. And she said something else. I'm like, I'll do that as well. I said something else. I was like, I'll do that too. Billy Kay for me has got a lot of Emily Hayden energy, so I don't know if that if, if any oh, yeah. of that is, is just going right. I might not be able to. Um, I don't want to start. I don't want to stay in the ring with Emily Hayden anytime soon. But Billy Kay's kind of got that kind of energy. Plus, like, she's nicking all my moves. It'll be like the Spider Man meme where they're pointing each other. <laughs> me, Emily Hayden, and Chris Hero. <laughs> Chris Hero, there's one I'd love to fight. I'd love to fight Chris Hero. Thatcher uh, as well. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm going crazy now. No, no, so keep going. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, and any places. So you mentioned the ones in Scotland that you you want to get to to go and and back and obviously places you've already been sourced and and that uh, again worldwide. Is there any companies in particular that you've had your eye on thinking I could do something there? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm very, see, but I'm probably I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. Like I I very much take things as they come to me. I've never really. I've taken my stride. I've not, not that I've not reached out, but I've not, I've never thought, like, well, probably the best way to put it is that I never thought I would debut. So the fact that I'm here and, and doing it in front of people and, and are hopefully enjoying it, then, you know, that, that's a bonus. But um, I'd love to be back to Target. Like, I was supposed to be back to Target before the lockdown happened. Um, so I'd love to go back down and wrestle in Carlisle. That was down, that was fun um, down there before. Um, Done a couple of like PCW Academy shows uh, where a couple of us went down. I wouldn't mind uh, getting down to Preston again. Um, oh, I don't know. You've put me in the spot now. OTT, probably. I mean, who, who wouldn't want to work for OTT? The production is phenomenal. Like, like, yeah, really, really good 
lads over there as well. Um, plus Northern Hype are pretty nice, nice guys too. Um, so yeah, OTT. Other than that, I don't, uh, I don't know. Um, Who's that in Kings of the North? Yeah, uh, but, or uh, yeah, uh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, the Kings of the North are good, man. They're really good. Oh, uh, uh, well, both of them. Uh, thing, the thing that makes me laugh about Bonesaw, I don't know if it's just really bad just because he's Irish, but every time I see him, I think, Christ, Jim McDonald's looking pretty good. It just, <laughs> it just, <laughs> I just see him and I just think, Jim, Jim McDonald's looking. And I look at Jim McDonald and go, you look nothing alike. But I just, all I can see is I see him and I think, Jim McDonald's. So. Joe, Joe impressed me on that disco show. That's the it was the first time I was on a show with Kings of the North, I think. I don't know if I did some stuff for ICW and they were there. Uh, but it was, I think it was the first card I was actually wrestling on and they, they were there. And I think it was the first time I met them, I introduced them. And um, Bone saw was like, oh, Clyde River Killer EDM. I'm like, how does he know who I am? I would never have even thought it would have. he would have known who, but he knew who I was. So I was like, that's, you know, and that impressed me. I thought I was quite polite. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they seem to be very. I mean, Damien Corbin follows us. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, so Jeff Jarrett follows uh, us on Twitter, and I'm still. I've, I've messaged him, he didn't reply, so he's rude. But uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Anyway, right. So, last question before we do the whole social media things, because, mm-hmm. um, like I said, we came on this thinking a oh, half an hour, an hour is fine. We're now an hour and a half in, so uh, we'll 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 start wrapping up and then once the shows begin and you're you're um, reducing that 33% loss uh, record down we'll, we'll come back again and chat again um, what's your favourite dinosaur? my favourite dinosaur um... Velociraptor oh, I think that ended I was second in our year end awards it's a very popular one um, I'll mention yeah, it depends on Depends on age, right? Because see, see if you, you're old enough that the original Jurassic Park was when you were younger, then Velociraptors are badass. Oh, I mean, my favourite answer is still so far is Harmony Sky with turkey dinosaurs. Just the sheer inventiveness of it is still going to be my favourite answer. I don't know if anyone will ever top it. But Velociraptors, Triceratops came up quite a lot in our initial a good episodes. And uh, of course, classic. And Aliasaurus is pretty good as well. Pretty cool. See, Everyone just comes in here and makes up dinosaurs. Dinosaurus uh, <laughs> is though. That's the one that's bigger than a T Rex, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I, I have no idea. I, for someone who asks this question in most episodes, I surely have a better knowledge of dinosaurs. I remember walking with dinosaurs and getting the wee um, in the cereal box. You would get the wee scratchy cars that like hologram yeah. ones, uh, and I got really excited about seeing a dinosaur in uh, in uh, Disneyland, even if it was Rex. Still amazing, uh, but no. I, some people have come on here with just wild ones that they've went. I've, I've actually told them they've made it up, and they've had to. Con- they've messaged me after going, "No, no, Wikipedia article. This is a dinosaur." I think Nate Stevenson came up with the weirdest one. I can't remember what it was called, but he literally messaged me afterwards going, "No, this is it." Oh, all right, okay. How dare you doubt my dinosaur knowledge? <laughs> I guess it felt. Um, anyway, right. So before I keep you any longer, uh, where can people find you on social media? I'm on Twitter. I think it's D underscore McAllen. Uh, I think. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I think it's also D underscore McAllen, but I might be wrong because uh, 
caught me off guard. Normally I've got this stuff ready, but I completely, I completely forgot that as the you know, lockdown and stuff, and you were like, you know, we'll have a chat. I actually forgot I was a wrestler, and that people would actually need to find me um, to see my stuff. This, this is for um, the IT Crowd podcast. Yeah, try to turn off, turn back. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I'd love that. That'd be amazing. Um, I've got a hot ear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's D underscore McAllen uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. But if not, just search for Alexander Darwin. It's M-A-C-A-L-L-A-N. Are you on TikTok? No, I'm not on TikTok. No, there's no, nothing that. wrong with being on TikTok. You've got to move with the things. So That's it. I've, I've joined TikTok and I've put up four... I've just got loads of wrestling videos, so I'm not putting myself on just yet. Although, yeah. I want any excuse to to have this in a video <laughs> because I love it. Uh, for uh, those I, that are listening, it is Mjolnir. Uh, Mjolnir, yeah. Uh, I used to... I, had, I, I actually dressed up as Thor for Halloween before a couple of times because I had my own Mjolnir as well. Oh, but my plan this year was to, until the world ended, I was going to be Fat Thor from, from Endgame. That was my, because I thought, cardigan, comfy joggers, easy. That's, that's, uh, was it Lebowski, Lebowski Thor? Yeah, that's the, that's the one. That's the one I wanted to go with. Um, anyway, before we, we start spiralling again, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll go and enjoy a, a bowl of Smarty cereal and call it a day uh, so if anyone wants to to contact you you give your, your details uh, but yeah thank you for joining me on the SWM podcast no worries brilliant thing